Do you want to reach your full kingdom potential? Welcome to Walking in the Spirit with Carlos Rivera. Listen, it's not enough to desire something. You gotta do something. Man, I gotta say that one more time. It's not enough to desire something. You gotta do something. It's time to take action and connection, involvement and commitment to the next level. Here's Carlos Rivera. The power of praise amen amen in acts chapter 16 we see a huge demonstration of what that looks like and i believe an example to every one of us in acts 16 25 it says but at midnight paul and silas were praying and singing hymns to god and the prisoners were listening to them Mm. when you enter his gates with praise he enters your life with power I believe this is such a powerful principle that God has clearly displayed in this passage and throughout the word of God. You see, in the midst of a dark dungeon, Paul and Silas began to praise the Lord. You know, sometimes we find ourselves in dark places as well, and it may be self-inflicted or someone else might have caused it. See, sometimes we find ourselves in hard, difficult circumstances, But I want you to know that whatever the circumstances are, learn to praise the Lord in it. That's right. Learn to praise the Lord even in the midst of your trials, even in the midst of your challenges, even in the midst of of your hardship. Learn to unfocus on those things and refocus on God and refocus on the Lord. See, no matter how things happen or who caused them, God's presence can turn it around. That's right, when his presence begins to invade your heart and your mind as you worship him, then God begins to turn things around in your favor. And you see the other prisoners heard them singing and probably thought they were crazy. (laughs) That's right, I mean, how could anyone be singing at a time like this? I mean, why are they singing and praising God in this horrible place? What do they know that we don't? See, I believe those are questions that people ask when they see you in the midst of your trials and your tribulations, yet you have a smile on your face, yet you walk in victory, yet you proclaim God's promises. So important for us to understand that not just will it affect us, but people are watching us. And if our actions uh, give praise to the Lord, if our words praise the Lord in the midst of the trial, then others will see that as well. See, I, I love what Psalm 16:11 says. It says, you will show me the path of life in your presence. Oh, listen to this. In your presence is fullness of joy At your right hand, there are pleasures forevermore. See, I believe that in the midst of the worship, in the midst of your praise, God will begin to show you your path. The path that you need to go to, maybe you may need to take a detour from where you are right now, but God will begin to minister to you as you continue to praise him. You see, Paul and Silas began to exercise their faith by celebrating their victory, listen to me, celebrating their victory before it happened. Oh, come on now. Celebrate your victory before it happens. 
See, that's what praise is. That's where the power of praise comes in. When you begin to praise the Lord in the middle of your circumstances, you're praising him, uh, not because you're in it, you're praising it because God will see you through it. Come on, somebody, because you know if God's done it in the past, that means he'll do it again. That's right. God's going to intervene into your life and my life. The moment we start praising him and thanking him, he sees our faith in that, right? He sees that, you know, in the natural, it doesn't make sense (laughs) to be praising the Lord in the middle of the issues that some of us are going through right now. But when you lift your hands and begin to worship God, he begins to move and he begins to change things. God's presence will change your point of view. God's presence will change your point of view. See, I believe that's so important because right now we can we can be stuck in the weeds. Our point of view is coming from being in the middle of the circumstances. But I believe the moment you start praising the Lord, he begins to elevate our mindset. He begins to elevate our heart. He begins to elevate our perspective. So now we kind of zoom out and see things in a different point of view, in a different light. We can see things maybe from his point of view. And when that begins to happen, all you, you begin to realize really how small the circumstances are compared to how big our God is. Oh man, that's what praise does. Praise begins to reduce the size of the circumstances. It turns mountains into molehills and then it begins to elevate God. So you know that God is greater than that mountain. That's right. God is greater than the circumstances you're going through right now. And when you praise him, it begins to just shift things. You see, it's easy to put our focus on our trials and our challenges. It's easy to get caught up in the situation and lose track of God's greatness. It, I mean, it's, it's easy to do that because, you know, because it's things that we're seeing. It's things that are present in our, in our line of view, in our line of vision. And you see, when things appear to us that way, that they seem to be even greater than they really are. But I believe that when we lose track of God's greatness and we focus on the situation, that man, that causes our faith to diminish. It causes the weight of the things that are coming against us to really, really even get heavier. But I believe that we need to understand that we have a spiritual enemy and the enemy will always try to distract us and make us feel helpless and hopeless by distracting us, taking our eyes off God and putting him on the circumstances. Then the situation gets heavy, hard to bear and very difficult. But I love what Paul and Silas decided to do. See, Paul and Silas took their eyes off their chains and place them on their chain breaker. Come on, somebody, that's right. Take your eyes off your chain and place them on the chain breaker. Oh, hallelujah. That is so important because you see it, you see it manifest in this scenario with Paul and Silas. You see their praise invited and ignited. Oh, come on, we're going in today. See, your praise invites and ignites the Holy Spirit to move on your behalf. When you praise the Lord during your battle, it becomes an invitation for him to intervene. When you praise the Lord during your battle, it becomes an invitation for him to intervene. That's right, it will ignite and invite God. 
See, I, I think this is so powerful. This is so amazing. What a principle that God has given every single one of us. That's right, it's the power of praise. You see, as you continue to read in Acts chapter 16, verse 26, it says this, suddenly there was a great earthquake so that the foundation of the prisons were shaken and immediately, listen to the, and immediately all the doors were open and everyone's chains were loosed. What a powerful manifestation. See, I believe that with all my heart. When you begin to praise the Lord, when you begin to give Him glory and honor, listen, all of a sudden your chains will just fall off. Come on, things around you will get shaken. Doors will open for you to move where God wants you to move. He takes you out of captivity of that mindset and the depression you're going through. He flings the doors wide open and says, come on, it's time to move out. It's time to begin to step into what I have for you. Don't get stuck right there in that dungeon. God's got greater things for you and I. And sometimes the things around us can just close in. But God says, listen, praise me in the midst of it. Come on, somebody, praise me. When you're unemployed and you're trying to get a job, just begin to praise me in advance. When you're going through a sickness or a challenge, begin to praise me for the healing. When your unsaved loved ones seem to be getting worse, listen, start praising me for their salvation. Start receiving the promises of God in every area of your life. When you live a lifestyle of praising God, even those around you will be free. Come on, somebody. I'm telling you, the anointing of God will overflow. It will, it will overspill into everyone around you. And just because you're set free and you carry God's presence, they will get set free as well. Amen. That's why people will love to be with you. They want to hear you talk. They, they, there's something about you that draws them. See, they don't realize it's the presence of God. It's the power of praise in your life that helps you to carry the Ark of the Covenant with you. It goes wherever you go, whether you're going into battle, you're going into work, you're coming home, the presence of God is with you. Amen. Listen, stop panicking and start praising. Oh, now. See, that's, that's when faith begins to kick in. See, that's when God's presence, you need to understand that God's presence is found in your praise. God's presence is found in your praise. So stop panicking. There's nothing to be concerned about. God has you in the palm of his hands. You know, I believe that the praise and power of God, when it begins to move, it begins to give you the power to multiply. It begins to give you a power to duplicate your life. In Genesis 1.28, God's words is this. Then God blessed them and said to them, be fruitful and multiply. Fill the earth and subdue it. Have the dominion or the fish of the sea, the birds of the air, and every living thing that moves on the earth. God wants your seed, the seed of faith that you plant, the seed of grace and mercy that you show others. See, God uses those seeds and begins to multiply. He designed all creation with the seed to reproduce according to its own kind. God has given you and I the power to duplicate. He's given us the power to reproduce. See, if you're a child of God, then you have the ability to birth other children of God. See, I believe that a disciple is the life of Christ imitated 
and duplicated. Oh, I'm throwing that out there one more time. I think that's so important for us to know that a disciple, that's who you and I are as we are followers of Christ. That's God wants us to have a life that looks like Christ, that the disciple is the life of Christ. Listen to me, imitated and duplicated. And you know, we end every gathering with the word of God. The scripture is found in Luke chapter 19, verse 10. And God's word says, for the son of man has come to seek and save that which was lost. Oh my goodness. You know, I, when I read that scripture, it just reminds me, not just what, what God's vision is, right, for the world, but what our calling is as well. That's right, we're called, uh, you know, to go out and seek and save that which was lost. And remember that when you're walking in the spirit, you will not fulfill the desires of the flesh. Amen. God bless. Walking in the Spirit with Carlos Rivera. Don't forget to share this podcast. Let us know how God is working in your life and how we can pray for you. If you wonder about it, wander around it, worry about it, join us for fresh inspiration and motivation from the Word of God with new episodes available every Friday. Connect with Carlos at carlosmrivera.com.